What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The Bulletin. Time for the Bulletin as we catch up with a fine New Zealand sporting mind, a media man, and discuss the issues of today. Amongst them, Dallium. Silver Ferns, some basketball, and a man who's very passionate about cricket will check his fizz levels for the Cricket World Cup. It is Alex Chapman who joins the show today. Chappie, how are you? God, this is special. This makes me feel things. <laughs> exactly how? <laughs> how so? How so? Right. Rolling tape, Louis. He's feeling things. Is there movement there in your go. loins, Chapman? <laughs> go straight there, Howie McCarty. Look. I, I just feel um, emotions more than anything uh, to be contacted by Louis yesterday to ask to be on a, a discussion um, panel, uh, a discussion segment with you, McCarty. Just it made me feel young again. Yeah, can we send this through to Smithy? Can we, can we forward this on to Smithy as soon as possible, please? Thank you very much, Jamie. Thank you for the yeah, kind please. words. Alex Chapman, of course, uh, is our bulletin star today. Where shall we start? Uh, Chibi, how do you feel about the Delhi M results last night? Are you in the um, outrage territory, the faux outrage for performance, or you don't really give an expletive because it's just awards and they don't really matter when all is said and done? Look, what I've learned from spending a lot of time broadcasting with you, Daniel, is that what you should do is put all the emotion on the table and then take a step back and try to be analytical about it. So this is what I'm going to try and do. Um, I'm disappointed for Sean. He clearly wanted to win it. He clearly deserved to win it. Um, And I think some of the point distribution for his games in particular are questionable. But... If you go back, and that's where the analysis or trying to be a bit sensible comes into it, if you go back a couple of weeks, all the talk heading into that Warriors-Newcastle game was that incredible run that the Knights were on. The fact that they had won, I think at that stage, 10 in a row, nine regular season games. And how do you halt a a wave of momentum, essentially, with, with that team? They were the form team. As a result of that, he was the form player. Yes, he missed, I think it was six games in the end, and so didn't poll as a result of that. But through that nine-week period, he was their best player. And and this is where I think the, the Brownlow and the AFL has been questioned for this, and LEM probably should be reviewed for this as well. If you are the best player in a team that doesn't have other star players, doesn't have others regularly standing up and, and contributing then you are always going to poll the best. And we've seen it in years past. We saw it with uh, Nico Hines last year. We saw it with Trebojevic in 2021. We Arguably, we saw that with Roger when he won it in, yeah, that was 2018. Does that mean Sean shouldn't have won it? That's another argument. But the fact that Kalen Ponga was the one to win it, I don't have an issue with. No. So Kalen Ponga played 20 games this year, right? Um, yeah. Where was Johnson? He was probably there or thereabouts, right? Maybe even a few more uh, during the regular yeah, season. But, but it seems like it came down to that last game when Sean Johnson wasn't available. If he had had maybe just a few more minutes on the park, he could have stolen it. Why I don't get into faux outrage of this, I know the judging is done on every single game, right? On every single game. And I'll put my hand yeah. up. I did not watch the Knights nearly enough 
to offer a critique on Kalen Ponga and the distribution of points in those games. You came with Sean Johnson, absolutely. I came with Sean Johnson, so that's how I feel about it. Kalen Ponga's fire. Sean Johnson, what a story, though. 33 years young, just in great form. And do you know what I've loved? And I said this in the sermon at the top of the show, Chappie. I've just loved watching a guy who seems so happy at what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he, and Sean's spoken about that, and a lot of the players have spoken about that, and this is what we call a full circle in broadcasting, Daniel. That's why I think Andrew Webster won Coach of the Year, because you, you look at, he did not have his first choice squad. He didn't pick the majority of, of that cattle. He was doing it with someone else's cattle a lot of the time this season. Uh, and then to get the best out of so many players who were either on the scrap heap, ready to retire, to retire or hadn't lived up to potential, all in his first year, Massive tip of the hat. And so many of those players this year, that I've been lucky to cover the Warriors most of this NRL season, so many of them talk about how much fun they're having. That Andrew Webster makes them enjoy footy again. And for someone, as you say, 33 years old, who was really struggling in terms of Sean Johnson, to come out, perform the way he did this year, have that freedom change the way he played as well. He went from being this absolute almost mm. one-man show at times. We know all about Sean's stepping and, and eluding of defenders to then to deliver the sort of performance he did with assists and to really be a team... I'm not saying that Sean wasn't a team player, but to be that leader, to be the one to take the game by the scruff of the neck and say, hey, I'm going to be in charge here. You, can't, you guys kind of just... If I give you the ball, you go and do your thing. And we saw it with the likes of Rocco Berry, his emergence, uh, the way Adam Pompey played... Yes, Sean benefited massively from the way Adam Fanua Blake would get forward, which then allowed Toru Harris to be another playmaker, which then allowed Sean to run off to the edge. And, you know, you look at the amount of times the Warriors scored on that right-hand side, which is why Dallin Martinez Lesniak had such a fantastic season as well. But the way Sean just grabbed that Warriors team this year was purely because Andrew Webster gave him the keys and said, off the go, go drive it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Coach of the Year allows more of that narrative yeah. Um, to come in rather than, you know, three, two, one. Uh, he might not be the best coach, but I think he's done a brilliant job coaching-wise. Ten extra wins to last year. Ten more wins. Brilliant stuff. We move on. The Silver Ferns, um, they were under the, under the pump a little bit, heading into that game against the Roses. I, I thought a brilliant start in that first quarter. Um, slipped off the pace in the second, but to win the, the second half by 30 points to 13 and keeping your top line-up on the whole game is quite telling, Jeppy. I mean, they had to win, though, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, they were left with so much egg on their face after those comments before the first test that those players can pretty much be eating omelets, I think, for the rest of the year with how much egg there was there. Uh, the fact they're on a five-game winless run is like, concerning, and, and it took a 19-year-old debutant to kind of pull them out of that hole. We talk about coach success. Dame Nolan Total, we know, is a fantastic coach, but her contract's up soon. And I know some people might find this a little bit surprising to consider, but I don't think it's going to be a straightforward reappointment anymore. I don't think it's going to be a case of, hey, if you want to continue, then you can continue. Because people in New Zealand at least need to contemplate about whether they need to start looking at the future, whether she's the right person to continue to coach this team. And if she is, something is going to have to change. Because the way this team has been playing clearly hasn't been working. So, yep, fantastic result. Got them back on the horse, but, yeah, I think I think there's a greater issue here. Yeah, um, 
still plenty of points to prove over the next uh, few months with the games uh, coming at them thick and fast. I know you had a piece on Tom Abercrombie's service to the breakers. How do you define it? Um, how, do, how do I define his service? I think he is the breakers' greatest ever player. Um, and the way Modimo talks about him with this almost this father-like pride is, is a pretty special relationship that they clearly have. Um, in the greatest scheme of New Zealand basketball, he's at the stage where he is a genuine icon of his sport. You think about basketball in New Zealand and you, you now think about Tom Abercrombie and it's probably been that case for a little while. He's, you know, he, I actually went back in purely because I wanted to get the, the little clip, which I used in my story last night on, um, on NewsHub, of Tom scoring his first basket as a breaker, as a 21-year-old. And he came on in essentially like garbage time, as Tom described it to me, um, in their first game of the season. Uh, and the commentators were saying, a couple of young, promising development players coming on here, Tom Abercrombie and Corey Webster. And they've both done pretty well as basketball players as, as a result of that. Um, he, his longevity, his success, his input to, to this team, you, know, you talk to the likes of um, Finn Delaney, who, who obviously is a fantastic player in his own right, all the way to someone like a Dylan Boucher. Uh, Tom Abercrombie is the breakers, uh, and the, the breakers would not be the breakers without Tom Abercrombie. And to be honest, the fact that he's such a lovely bloke, I think, makes it an even better story. Cricket World Cup's on the horizon. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone texted yesterday, and I, I didn't fact-check this, but... Was that true, Louis? That they've got the same umpires as the Cricket World Cup final? Like, are they, yeah, are they I think trolling so. us? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, no, they're trolling great. Smithy. They're trying to fin- they're trying to finish Smithy. <laughs> right, fantastic, <laughs> awesome job. Yeah, we we got to talk about New Zealand and England again in one day international cricket, um, and at a Cricket World Cup. I'm not over it. I'm never going to get over it. Don't tell me to get over it, Chappie. Don't tell me ever to get over it. Anyway, what are the chances of the team in 2023? Black Gaps. Uh, yes. I love that they've made the last two World Cup finals and they're still being called Dark Horses. Like, <laughs> at what stage do we just start being horses? Oh, they've like, they've made four, four straight semi finals. <laughs> four straight semi finals. Five semi finals out of six. But we're, we're Dark Horses. I, think, I don't think people know what the, what the term Dark Horse actually means. Yeah. yeah. When do we start flying on the radar rather than under it? Um, like, <laughs> come on, man. This is a really good cricket team. I know that we don't have the greatest spin attack, but, it, it, but you know, it's not just going to be slow turning pitches. Uh, and we've got some really good batters, guys that who are going to turn the strike over regularly and all of a sudden you're going to blink and then they're going to be on 42 off 40 balls. Uh, yeah, they're not the favourites. They're never the favourites going into World Cups, nor should they be the favourites. That doesn't mean they're not going to do well. Um, I think up, up until probably a week ago, this World Cup was wide open. And it's only really in, uh, how India's been absolutely flogging Australia, who look in serious disarray without Travis Head. Um, and given that it's on their home turf, that they now, and probably rightly should be, are the favourite. Um, England are right in the mix. They're well-balanced, yep. I think, with with the likes of Milan and, and Butler allows Ben Stokes to kind of just go out and beat Ben Stokes and stagger his, his batting innings in particular however he wants to. Um, South Africa have seemingly got their insert expletive here together. 
Uh, and as we say, every four years, who knows what Pakistan team will turn up. Who knows what Pakistan will do. Knows? You're right, with that bowling you, attack. You know, uh, provided like India actually give them visas and allow them into India. Uh, <laughs> staggering story that. Chappie, thanks so much, mate. Always great to catch up. I hope it's been emotional for you. Thanks so much. Alex Chapman on the bulletin out of News Harbour.